Hello, my name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. Welcome. So what number is this? Number 98. Ooh, two weeks. I'm just guessing. Let's have a party. Let's have the 100th party. We really should plan something. I'm not kidding. We should talk about that. We'll do that, but let's not get our producer mad at us. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. All right. Which is politics? Uh, The election is today, Mm -hmm. and we pre-taped the show, but it doesn't matter. By the time you're listening to this, you probably... We already know who won the election. Maybe, unless it's like one of those people who really looks forward to hearing us, 4.30 Central Time on Tuesday. That's right. Okay, and then the other thing is men and personal growth. Yes, and not only men and personal growth, but men who have significant others who are interested in personal growth and men who don't really support their partner in that personal growth. Do you know anybody like that? Um, I have plenty. I don't know if I'm going to call them out. Well, we don't. We don't need to use names. I just wanted to see if that was we could normalize that a little. That it's not like these are mean, evil men who are saying no. I'm they're not wonderful in, guys. They're wonderful people, but whatever their baggage is or whatever their uh, perception is of personal growth, they're not supportive of it. Okay. Um, first partner though is Helping Hands Maid Service. Mm-hmm. Um, they do cleaning and maid service all over the Chicagoland area. Um, specifically the western suburbs, but they'll go further than that. Mm-hmm. And they're awesome because they do our house once. They're coming today. Once a month. I'm so that's excited. All, that's all we need. I know. Well, and some people need more, some people need less. But what I'm telling you is when they come in, they do a great job. We run a pretty tight ship over here. We sure do. We just don't like the deep cleaning. I <laughs> don't like the deep cleaning. I don't like doing the shower. Helpinghandsmaidservices.com, 630-530-1324. Give them a call. Help us uh, help support our partner. You know, I do like cleaning um, toilets, though. Is that weird? That is disgustingly weird. Well, it's not like it's really the toilet. I like cleaning bathrooms. I like to have a clean bathroom. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever cleaned a toilet since we got married. You know what? I know for sure in this house you have never cleaned the bathroom. Do you know that I know that? I, I, I believe you, but I didn't know that you yes. knew that. Well, what I did is I went out and got toilet brushes for each of the bathrooms yeah. just so it would be easier to do. Nice. Good good thinking. Thank you. Zen Parenting Tip of the Week. <laughs> Buy separate toilet brushes. All right. Let's get into it. Are we going to start with the men personal growth thing or the politics thing? Uh, politics. All right. So here's the deal. Um, today's the election, and um, there's a few different directions we can go, but it's not about who, which candidate is better. Mm-mm. Um, But what I thought was interesting was uh, there was a blog by a woman by the name of Dr. Peggy Drexler, and the title of it is Talking to Kids About Politics. Mm, Peggy Drexler was on WGN a while back with Bill Mahler, who I'm on with. That's right. Yeah, so just making that Um, connection. So I took my little highlighter, and I thought of a few different um, directions we can go and things that... Well, can I just start, kind of just jump into the middle? Well, when you brought this up to me as a possible topic, you were talking about how... Um, as parents, we shouldn't influence our children as far as what they believe. Right. And you and I kind of have an argument about it, um, you know, relatively speaking, because... You said you don't think if you, you could speak authentically about that. I didn't, because I, I think that when... Here I am, I have a sign in my yard yes, for a certain person. My children know what I talk about, and I don't talk about politics in a negative way, like these people are bad, these people are good, but I talk about it and what my belief system is. And so they're hearing that all the time. So then to go to them and say, oh, but you can have whatever beliefs you want. I think that's crazy. I think that I'm not telling them what to think. That's not in. That's not my intention. But what they're absorbing from, from me is real. And they're getting a certain perspective. And I don't deny the that they're absorbing whatever beliefs that, right. that you have or that we have. All I'm saying is that it's okay. 
like I've said on many occasions, like this is what daddy believes, Mm -hmm. but you have to decide what you believe. Absolutely. And so I wasn't saying that, um, that these girls aren't influenced by the discussions that we have. Influence. Well, I know, but you then brought up the Cubs Sox thing, you know, us being in Chicago and, you know, we, you know, we've got a daughter who loves the Cubs, even though you and I tend to be more Sox people or we're focused on them. But politics is so different than sports. You know what I mean? Not only that, because she... She know it's just lighter. It just carries a lighter energy. Politics, it's like there's there's so much in it. Here are the role models. Okay. Stephen and Elise Keaton I from know. Family Ties. Wish it wasn't a created family, though. Um, you know, it's a TV show. No, but I'm sure that's happened. You know, so Stephen and Elise were, you know, 60s, Democrats, liberal. And Alex P. Keaton, one of the best TV characters of all of time. Of all time. Agreed. His hero is Ronald Reagan, and he's Republican. So I don't think Stephen and Elise said, hey, you must do never. what we do. Never. And we never say that to our daughters. But you know you know what, what? what it is, Todd? It is the age difference. Because right now, even though my children are learning about everything in school, they're at nine, seven, and five. So for them to have like a perspective like, you know, Alex P. Keaton, they're not quite there yet. If they got into um, middle school, high school, college, and they started to be really interested in a different... Uh, perspective, of course we wouldn't say no, mm-hmm. or we would completely support them and who they are. That's our message here. But when kids are really little, I guess it's very difficult. You know, like JC was telling me that they went to school and they did kind of a mock election. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she it all, it all whatever, you know, the, the vote went down. And for us to think that the kids are really voting from their conscience, right. they're just saying what their parents are saying and not, not because parents are bad, but because the kids don't have all the information well, yet. J- what grade is JC in fourth? She's in fourth. So I think, you know, I'm hoping tomorrow night or tonight, because this is being broadcast on Tuesday, will allow us yet another opportunity to talk about the political process. Yes, yes. And to talk about, um, so tomorrow night or Tuesday night will be a good time to talk about the process. I think there will be other times when you talk about the issues. One thing that this woman says in her in her uh, blog is that you need to um, stick to the issues instead of name calling and doing Absolutely. this guy's an idiot because he... Uh, resides in this side of the political party. And For sure. that's not something. And what's funny is I think it's safe to say that most people can guess which side of the um, aisle we <laughs> we sit on, but for the sake of keeping this discussion, yeah, keep uh, it keep it uh, above it. Um, I think that it's. Uh, I don't know where I was going to go. Well, let me say this. I don't know where you were going to go with it, but I completely agree with what you said about the one thing that we do teach our daughters, regardless if it's politics, religion, anything that can be touchy, is we have a belief system. You and I, and they're obviously hearing that from us because right. we're their parents. But it is not about the other people are bad mm. and we're good. There is no finger pointing and saying those people are awful and we're great people. Mm -hmm. There is what we're trying to teach is everybody has their own opinion. We all come into the world a certain way. So there's certain things that we hold dear, but you can always look at people with compassion, understanding, seeing things from their perspective. Like my belief system is on anything, religion, uh, politics, people have a reason for believing the way they do and they aren't wrong or bad people for their belief system because obviously in their experience in life, it has led them to that perspective. Right. And so who am I to say, well, they're idiots, they're stupid. Right. Um, you know, would I like to ha- talk through things with people, maybe give them more information? And right. they'd probably say they'd want to do the same thing with me, right? right? So it's about respect for others. So for that, that is a worthy conversation of maybe our children are going to lean more to what we believe because that's what we're teaching. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. But if they... The key to it is is not about um, 
The key to it is making sure that they have compassion and understanding for other people's perspective. Right. Because to me, that's a global perspective. Right. It's not just about the, un- the United States. People are going are gonna to look different. People are going to have different belief systems. They're going to have different um, things that they focus on. And we have to have a respect for where they're coming from. Well, it's funny. I, ha- I just had this flash memory. I remember my dad and my uncle Chet, Chester. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really heated discussion when I was a little kid about who, you know, this one like this one and the, the other one like the other one. And they were just screaming at each other. Mm. And I thought that, I'm like, this is now, here's upsetting my... and at the same time weird. And like, why are they getting so worked up? Because usually they get along, but now they're not. It didn't make sense to me. And then here's my big thing. So let's take this deeper. Were they really arguing about their candidates or were their egos oh, fighting? It was a battle of egos. It was a battle of egos. It's a, I need to be right you need to hear me i want to win right so a lot of times when that's a good point as far as like teaching kids a lot of times when we're arguing about who's right and wrong it's just an ego thing it's i'm right and i need to be better than you and it's a competition right and if we can respect our viewpoints you know and hold them dear but then respect other people's and listen you and i have been talking about the word candor lately right because we've been uh reading ed bacon's book um and I use it in my... Called the Eight Habits of Love. Eight Habits of Love. And I've been using it in my a class that I teach at Dominican. And you've been listening to it. So we've been having discussions about the eight habits. And one of them is candor. Do you want to kind of explain his definition of candor? Um, to be honest with you, when I heard that word, I don't even know what candor means. But then I thought of like candid. Like straightforward, honest discussion. Beautiful. Is that a good way to Well, yeah. It? And that candor is also holding your, that you respect your personal viewpoint, that you feel like you have something to say, but you also respect other people's viewpoint. So you have a discussion where you listen, but you also share mm-hmm. because a, what a lot of people do is they do one of extreme. Either they just can't listen at all and they blah, 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 yeah. or they don't really say what they believe. Right. So they just allow other people to influence them and they don't really go into their heart and say, well, what do I believe? Mm-hmm. So candor is having a, a meaningful discussion where you share what you believe, but you also listen to the other side. Do you think anybody on TV does that anymore? No. I think it's it's few and far between. Right now, TV is ego. Well, and one other lesson that I think we can teach our kids and ourselves is that when it starts becoming egoic, we as adults, we need to figure out how to remove ourselves from that. Because if we can, first we have to figure out how to do it for ourselves. What this woman says in this article, which is really good, she says, um, once it becomes you know, highly intense and nobody's actually having a discussion anymore. It's of whoever's shouting louder. We need to teach our kids how to remove themselves mm-hmm. from that discussion. Mm-hmm. And the only way for us to teach them how to do that is if we have the ability to do that also. So the bottom line is, is these kind of discussions or candor or, or ego, it's not just about politics. Right. I think politics and religion, the reason people don't like to discuss them is we automatically go to a higher level of right. functioning where we can't hear each other right. because our views keep us, make us feel safe. Right. And so when anyone threatens those, we become very defensive. Mm-hmm. And so we st- automatically, we kind of shut down in the heart area. Right. So, but if we're talking about other things that maybe aren't so highly intense, we can practice. Right. And we can practice walking away from a discussion. You know, I can, you can feel when a discussion is going south. Right. When, you know, someone's not listening to you anymore, hearing you. And unfortunately, we live in a culture now like where I, I blog and even though it hasn't been, I really haven't had too much backlash, people can just throw comments out there sure. and smack it on your blog. Mm-hmm. And it just sits there like this negative energy. So there is no back and forth. And if you try and say something back, sometimes it becomes, right. it's just very hard to have tone and understanding 
in the in social networking. Right. It just it just depends on oh, how you're I viewing the it, world. I think it uh, increases it, intensifies it. You can't um, get feeling uh, behind the words. The words kind of take an energy to, uh, to themselves and all that. It becomes irrational. Yeah. Because people are like, like you said, they're, they may not yell, you can't hear them, but their letters get louder. There's mm-hmm. more exclamation points and sure. it's just uncomfortable. I want to talk about one thing that was in this blog. Yes. Um, this woman told a story about she was at a birthday party and her son came crying, uh, crying to her. And um, she, she said, why are you crying? And she said, uh, what is, uh, the kid says something like, um, one of the other little boys said that I couldn't be his friend anymore because I like Barack Obama and the other guy doesn't. And mm. his this friend said, well, we can't be friends anymore. Aww. And, for, you know, that's ridiculous. And it's ridiculous. My, and first of all, there's plenty of crazy parents that I talk about uh, quite often. But my guess is whoever the parents are of the other kid who made that statement, who said we can't, my guess is... That probably wasn't their intention. That was not their intention. No. And so I think if we can engage in a discussion to our kids about allowing for different viewpoints and that it's okay. And we have plenty of friends that sit on the polar opposite side of the fence as where you and I sit. And they're good friends. And they're really good friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just thinking aloud. I mean, we should probably make sure that our daughters know who these people are. I've We've said it yeah. in conversation whenever because the girls also have come home Talking from school. Talking about you, Brian. <laughs> Our girls have come home from school and said things like, oh, you know, this person, because they got a Time magazine and on the cover it was Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. And so obviously the kids were discussing, quote unquote, their viewpoints, which is really probably a family viewpoint because they're so young. And, you know, JC came home and said, this person believes this, this person believes this. And, oh my gosh, can you believe that? And I said, actually, I can. We have friends who have, and I said, it's not about whether someone's good or bad. It's about their belief system at this point in time and that we can all get along because usually the way the political... Uh, process is supposed to work is we're supposed to come together and merge our viewpoints and create something balanced. Mm -hmm. That's the point of it. It's not about... You should tell that to Congress. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing is, you know what makes me sad is I know we've always moaned and groaned about Congress for always, but I think it's gotten so much worse, as everybody says, because there was a time when people worked together and said, okay, here's here's our absolute bottom line. Here's our absolute bottom line. Okay, let's make this work. And now it's all about who's going to be in office in the next four years and that it's constantly trying to harm the other side and who gets the brunt of that we do Mm -hmm. and the ego is so strong in those people that i think that they've lost track of what their job is and not everybody but as a collective right you know unit um can i get on my soapbox for a second um yes are you off of it right now and you're jumping back on i'm stepping back on okay i heard a stat which i shared with you last week sometime when it's all said and done, there will be a billion dollars spent on advertising. I heard six billion. No, I don't think so. I heard six billion. Maybe it was six billion for all of politics, but okay. on this presidential election, it oh, was okay. a billion dollars. Yes. And think about how much money that is. I know. And think about how many people you can feed with I that know. money. And I'm just here to say that this system that we have set up is completely broken. Exactly. And somehow, and there's plenty of movements to remove money from politics. And I've like I think certain, it's going to happen. I've liked certain Facebook mm-hmm. pages to do it. And I don't know how to do it, but there was um, there's that MSNBC guy who went on a total rant, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll put Dylan that Radigan. on Dylan Radigan. Mm-hmm. He went on a total rant about how money is corrupting the way that we elect our officials, and it's totally screwed up. And it's just so disappointing and disheartening that we spend all this money on uh let's just have a a debate 
publicly funded that people tune into and forget about all the commercials. I know. It's I know. Ridiculous. Can you imagine? Because yeah. but then it would be about issues. I know. Then we would really have to go right. inside and figure it out rather than have someone else right. tell us right. how to feel. That's what cracks me up about the ads is when I see them, and I didn't actually see as many as I thought. We don't really have commercials because we TiVo everything. Right. But when I did see them, I would look at them and think, is someone oh, really changing oh, their mind because of this? They're ridiculous. Yeah, and they're like pieced together, and they're cheap, and they're just silly. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing is this vicious cycle mm-hmm. where we need to like halt it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's going to change. You know, I think that that's been a big issue of this campaign and you know Marianne Williamson is putting something together called uh, Sister Giant where she's bringing people together she actually just wrote something uh, on Facebook today that there is going to be a representative from all 50 states I mean there's going to be plenty of people there but there will be people from all 50 states discussing things like what mm-hmm. is that called campaign reform yeah campaign finance reform campaign finance reform that she's going to be discussing that getting more women in office getting a more balanced perspective and um, it's it's happening but we have to Instead of say, oh, it's never going to happen and be negative about it, we've got to have a an agreement mm-hmm. that this needs to happen because you know how it'll change mm-hmm. if the people say yeah. it's time for a change. Yeah. And um, if you have five minutes, I'll post it on our Facebook page. That rant by Dylan Radican on MSNBC, it's, it's, it's a year or two mm-hmm. old. It's been around a while, but it is unbelievably phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, um, And then one other thing I want to share uh, that this lady writes, uh, she says, your job is not to convince your child to share your views it's to show him or her where your beliefs come from and why mm, nice i mean that's really what mm-hmm. we want to do like mm-hmm. so it's not us hiding our um our belief system mm-hmm. it's to explain hey this is how daddy believes uh this is where i think things should go this is and where what? my focus is this is why i believe this this is how i see the world right because that's the thing that and again it gets political if I start talking about but that's the thing I always share with the girls it's about people Mm -hmm. you know everything starts with people Mm -hmm. and if we can focus on people and if we can focus on making sure that voices are heard and people are taken care of um and and when I say the word taken care of people get all up in arms about what that means but I just mean dignity you know giving people a sense of being able to achieve what they need to achieve Uh, I agree and what you're hearing right now is all the right wingers turning off their well and but I do you think that they don't believe that people should have dignity? I am not about to get into this discussion oh, with you. Well, I guess I'm. I guess I'm looking at you like I'm not trying to. That's fine. My agenda. I'm glad that you said it. Oh, okay. I just think that um, you know I'm kind of making light of it. Oh, okay. All. Well, I you know I also think we need to get the deficit under control. It's right. not that I'm right. oblivious to the fact that we need to get um, you know get that under control. But you, we were talking about people but mm-hmm. i think everybody loves people <laughs> you know, i i didn't mean to like go you're do anything fine negative. i'm just glad that you said it because okay. usually you're so not wanting to upset anybody and that those statements can be construed as oh this is your belief system kathy and we're usually pretty secretive about it okay you're all right <laughs> okay don't worry all right it's all good okay um and then uh, so anyways uh explain yourself don't disparage other candidates Keep it fun. I mean, it's a really good blog. So anyways, let's move on. Okay. Because we spent two-thirds of our show on this. Well, let's talk about our next... Um, Tree of Life, Tree chiropractic of life. care, mm-hmm. and how awesome they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they are our um, chiropractors. They work on me and you and our three girls, and they keep us healthy and happy, and they should our audience should give them a call. And if they don't live around us, go to their own chiropractor near them, because it's something I 
I believe in that. Yeah, just as a, you know, for sure, for people who don't live here who can't come to Elmhurst for chiropractic, it's just uh, we believe it is another avenue of care, of personal care and of wellness for your family. And they are at chirotree.com. You can like them on Facebook at Tree of Life Chiropractic. Just put that in your search engine. And their number is 630-941-8733. Healthy families by choice. Not by chance. That's right. Um, All right. So you read a blog from your friend named Annie. Yeah. So um, my friend Annie wrote a blog today or yesterday, actually. And the... um, I haven't read it. I know. What did it say? The gist of it, and really I just want to talk about the gist of it, was about um, men not... Okay. How do I want to say this? That men don't focus on personal growth as much as women do. I agree. And that when women are on a... um, they're they're going through a personal growth process however that may look because it looks different for everyone it could just be reading books going to retreats you know shifting their focus whatever it may be that a lot of times their partners um who are often men um will not support them in that shifting right and why do you think men do that well i my opinion would be that there's a discomfort with change. Yes, um, I, agree. I think anytime you marry someone or a partner with someone, and you kind of say, "Okay, this is who we are. This is this is what I believe. This way you believe. This is who we are." When that starts to shift, in that it's not that they become a completely different person, but when they start to maybe open their heart or their mind and see things differently and and start to make different choices, it can make the partner very uncomfortable. And here's the thing, and, and Annie said this in her blog: this is not always a male female issue. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of men who are want to shift and there are women who say you're making me uncomfortable and obviously in um, gay lesbian relationships it could be the exact same thing where one partner wants to make a shift and the other is not real comfortable with it so i don't really even though you may want to focus more on men Mm because you obviously have a viewpoint there i think that it's just the discomfort with change like um i'll give you a story that has nothing to do with necessarily spiritual shifting Um, I knew a woman who, um, she was very excited to, she got into an exercise program and shifted a lot of things and she ended up losing about 30 or 40 pounds. Um, she felt great, you know, feeling really good. And I saw her, I don't know, six months, eight months later, and she had gained her weight back, which obviously is nothing that I was commenting on, but she said to me, it just is a better place to be because it made my husband really uncomfortable. Hmm. And it, and the reason it did is because if that guy doesn't have the guts to make changes himself, mm-hmm. then maybe she'll leave him. And that's what his his small mind is thinking. Yes, that's yes. the fear. That's the fear. That's the fear. Right. And that and that reality, that fear that he have he has could become more of a reality mm-hmm. by not supporting someone he loves. Yeah. Meaning he's kind of going the wrong way because what people try and do when someone they love is changing is control them. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, you're kind of corroding that relationship yes. because you're trying to hold them to a place where they're not supposed to stay the same. Mm-hmm. None of us are. We're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to evolve and change. And a partnership with someone is someone you get to evolve and change with and they can kind of mirror you. Well, and at the at the risk of sounding cheesy and Pollyannish, I think that is the reason why our marriage is really healthy. And it's because I'm trying to do certain things to work on myself. You obviously, if for those of you who know Kathy, you do a lot of things to work on yourself. And we individually are trying to evolve and grow and change. And if it's one-sided, that would be very challenging mm-hmm. if... Now, 
you were the first one to start. Mm-hmm. So, and we've talked about this with a, a therapist, coach lady that we used to work with. Um, had you not started, I would probably not be as likely to make the changes. So mm-hmm. you kind of were the example. Mm-hmm. And you never said, I need you to do this because... I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of saw what you're doing, and I kind of felt like I was going to get left in the dust. Well, and and the thing is, is and again, I don't know if that was really how you were feeling, and you felt you had to, or if it just felt like something you eventually wanted I to do. I can't define it. I don't know why. But here's the thing: is there is a sense of when you are growing and and changing, or trying new things, or opening your heart. You know, use whatever language feels right for you. There's a respect for. It's just like politics. There's respect for the person that are that's doing their thing, mm-hmm. and that. You have to respect where you are and where the other person is, and saying that they should be where you are isn't fair either. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, um, it's it's not just one sided. Like right. you should completely support and change because your partner is evolving in some way. The person who's evolving can also look at their partner and say, you know what, they are where they are, and I respect and honor who they are. Right. And and the thing is, is my viewpoint with you, um, or my question or not question what's the word i'm looking for what i was asking of you so many years ago was you don't need to do anything but can you support and right. love me right. as i go through the shift i don't need you to do a thing but can you hear me right and can we have these discussions And honestly my instant reaction was i was sarcastic initially yes. initially and mm-hmm. then i figured out that this was something that you're actually very serious about mm-hmm. and that if i was going to be a loving husband that you're darn right i should be supportive of mm-hmm. you but i kind of want to uh, call out the men a little bit. Okay. And, um, I'll share a quick thing. I, for the first time in my life, I went on like a, I guess a three day retreat mm-hmm. this weekend and there's 12 of us there. And guess how many, you know, the answer to this, <laughs> but there was 10 women and two men. Mm-hmm. And, um, once again, at the risk of sounding, you know, like I'm better than everybody else. I just wonder where all these guys are. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because, I don't know, but this seems to be an ongoing thing. It's harder for guys to see that they can grow and evolve spiritually, whatever the word is, personally. They maybe don't have, and again, this is collectively, they don't have as much drive for personal growth. They don't see it as as a priority. Right. Do you think Obviously, that's because if they did, then they would do it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I don't play fantasy football anymore, and it doesn't mean that I don't do a lot of the things that I used to do, but I'm also creating a, a space in my life to do other things. And this isn't to say that all men are like this. I mean, there's a... a millions of men out there kind of that are seekers and looking for personal growth and all that but the majority it's just it's obvious the majority of the people out there that are willing to do this type of work are women mm-hmm. and it drives me a little crazy mm-hmm. well and this you know the thing is is the way that I look at history and and what's going on with women we kind of always are mm-hmm. you know and not because uh well I think that's our skill set is um we you know men have the skill set too and but women tend to feel more. They tend to be more heart-centered. They kind of carry the emotion, the emotion of our world. Right. You know, we're the, the sensitivities. And so what we're trying to do is not only heal ourselves so we can be stronger, but make sure that we are mothering right. the world, right. too. And you can do that within your own home, you know, mm-hmm. to your children or in the cause or the work that you do or looking at the global perspective. And so we, we're doing what we know how to do. Mm-hmm. I think men have the exact same abilities and intuition and sensitivities, but maybe it's not as... I think the the characteristics you're referring to are are deemed as feminine Feminine. characteristics. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. We all have both. Right. But as a guy, I tend to have more masculine Mm -hmm. characteristics than feminine. 
Um, and I think the idea is for us guys to get more in touch with that softer feminine mm-hmm. side because there is wonderful things that can come out of it if we're willing to do the work. And here's the here's the cool thing is that it's the same thing for the women. The women who have really heavy feminine qualities need to make sure they balance themselves out with masculine. And I'll give you an example. Women who don't speak their truth, women who don't say what they believe, women who don't um, who, who don't really share what they feel and they, they latch on to other people's viewpoints so everyone thinks they're okay. That's you've It's a more masculine tendency to say, this is who I am. This is what it is. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. And I honor you, but you need to honor me. And that is something that women need to work on. So where men may need to tone that down, mm-hmm. women need to amp that up. Right. And we need. So it's not about, again, as we say on the show, one being better or one taking over the other. It's about women, you know, speaking their sharing their voice and men softening up their heart right you know for lack of a better way to say it and if we did that and came together um oh my goodness yeah we'd be well possibility it's already happening one at a time it is it's already happening i i'm not one of those people i really think that it's already on Mm -hmm. its way um so here's the deal we need to talk about our last partner i have plenty of tournament of bads but the live (laughs) version of the podcast is going to be ending in just a quick minute um, Avid. So Avid Company, 630-956-1800. If you live in the Chicagoland area and you need anything done in your house, whether it's a rehab in your kitchen or painting some walls or whatever, they do everything, give them a call. Election Day Special. Election Day Special, <laughs> 630-956-1800. So this will end the live portion, but stay tuned because we got plenty of other stuff coming. So have a great week. Adios. Bye-bye. Doctor. Doctor. Okay. So I'm always a little more relaxed for some reason, even though it's pretty much the exact same audience. It pretty much is, but we'll we'll continue talking. Do we need to um, finish up this discussion about men and women no, and masculine and feminine? I think it's a topic that we've touched on many times on this show. I don't think it's a new topic. I just think that, you know, Annie's blog just brought out the fact that if men um, can understand that their, their woman's um, their woman, their their partner's ability to work on themselves and to go into their heart, it may initially feel scary, but what is going to come through that is more love, mm-hmm. more caring, more understanding, better communication, a bigger view of the world, um, calmer, less anxiety. Like, it's a good thing. Right. It's a good thing. And it's, it's not always. Like, I've had some meltdowns here and there through my work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's pain that needs to be felt sure. and discussions that need to be had that aren't comfortable, but we can handle it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm saying we collectively. We can handle the pain because the only way... What is the quote I gave you the other day about we got to keep looking at the wound? Um, I remember. I don't know who you got that from. I don't remember. But when we have a wound, we have to keep looking at it because that's where the light comes in. Mm. And that sometimes the things that hurt us and scare us the most is where the truth is going to come through. And that sounds really cliche to people who Mm. aren't um, personal growth readers. But, you know, hopefully you can get kind of the analogy behind it is that's where the truth is going to come. Yeah. I mean, it's safer to not work on yourself at all, but then it's also empty. Safer in that you are pretending. Mm -hmm. I'm putting air quotes here. You can't see them, but you think it's safer, but is it? Right. Because if it is safer, it's possible that your partner's going on this personal growth thing and you think it's safer not to change it all and then all of a sudden you get uh, you have marital issues. Well, and the thing is is it, even if it doesn't get super intense, mm-hmm. um, meaning that the maybe the woman's just reading a book or two or making these shifts, making these shifts, you will see just even the 
you know, it, her ability to listen, her ability to be calmer with the kids. Her, can you see the, the goodness that's coming out of it? Mm. Instead of worrying about what could occur. How is this going to affect me? If, you're, if your partner seems healthier because of whatever it is they're going through, support it and nurture it and then consider it. Consider for it. yourself. And, you know, it always comes down to this because this is really always the bottom line for me. You always have a choice between love and fear. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. If you choose fear, then fear will keep having to win, mm-hmm. meaning that's where control comes in. That's where ego comes in. That's where um, inability to listen comes in. Fear is going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Love if you can focus on love in every aspect of your life, make that your choice on a daily basis. And I mean it big and I mean it small, like every choice you make. Right. Um, then life is fluid. Well, and I feel like I'm a little apprehensive because I think a lot of people might be hearing this like, man, these guys are cheesy. I don't care. Right. And I care about you, listeners. I don't mean I don't care about you, but what I don't care about is that's really what I believe. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if I were to say anything different because then they would like me better that would be inauthentic you know it's kind of like earlier in the show about the political stuff i'm not saying this party that party but i can't not say what i believe meaning it would be disingenuous for me to say well i'm not gonna comment at all because um we are saying can can someone who believes differently not or choose to not listen to us sure but if they're not listening to us just because of that I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. How deep can they possibly go? Right. Like we're, the whole point is let's listen to each other and talk to each other. You don't have to agree. You don't have to say, okay, am I beating this horse? Is that what you say? Beating a horse? Are you beating a dead horse? Dead horse. Okay. I don't want to beat a dead horse. At the retreat, there was a horse there that was blind. Oh. And he was, or she was gorgeous. I don't know if it was a mare or a stallion. And so what, how does that show up? A horse that's blind? Like what are they? I just thought it was just, uh, you know, you saw the horse and you just think that, oh, there's a horse. And then the the guy who was kind of the facilitator of the retreat said that horse is blind. And he even talked about the energy that the Mm. horse gives and how it's a wonderful teacher. And I didn't quite get into the depths of how a blind horse can teach you, but I believe it 100%. Well, you know, at Canyon Ranch, um, Mm -hmm. that spa, Mm -hmm. they have a whole, I think it's called equestrian, like Mm -hmm. spiritual retreat where you learn from the horse. Mm -hmm. And I've obviously, I've never done it, but I've read about it and um, I've just heard it's amazing. Animals are good teachers. Especially horses. Um, So do we want to talk about this story about um, when I accused my daughter of being a liar? We'll just tell... We'll just tell the story and see what comes of it. Um, I came downstairs, and one of my daughters, should I say who? Oh, it's fine. Skylar said, oh, Daddy, I snuck upstairs, and I brushed my teeth, so I don't have to brush my teeth before school. And um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, say this as as clearly as I want to, but um, kids tend to make things up Mm -hmm. from time to time. Mm -hmm. And usually when it's kind of benign... I, it's no big deal. It's no big mm-hmm. deal. So I don't like get into a battle. Like I call them out on anything they do. I mm-hmm. say, oh, okay. And what I, the reason I do it that way is because I want them to know that I trust what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So that's usually how I handle when I think they're just kind of exaggerating the truth. Or if it's something serious, it's a different story. But usually it's something like brushing your teeth. But this time I was in her bathroom the mm-hmm. whole time. So I'm like, she's totally not telling the truth i was in her bathroom and she didn't sneak upstairs because like i would have been a bumbling idiot to say oh okay right like, because I couldn't you let, were you I were there i couldn't let right. this one go so i said skylar i was up in the bathroom did you are you sure you you didn't i know you didn't and please don't lie to me that's what i said mm-hmm. and her face got bright red mm-hmm. and i'm like wow i just this is kind of a big deal so i hugged her and i'm like 
you don't have to lie and I did all this other stuff and I didn't know if I handled it well and we went up and even while through the teeth brushing ceremony she was like crying and her yeah little sweetheart and I just felt like did I handle this right so you came home and I told you the story and then and I said I caught Skylar in a lie and and I said actually I brushed her teeth this morning she already brushed her teeth and and my jaw dropped I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh Mm -hmm. I can't believe that because I just accused her of being a liar. But the weird thing that I am still trying to piece together is why didn't she tell me that? Well, I don't know. I don't have the answer for this, but this is what I said to you after you told me that story. Sometimes kids, not sometimes, kids live in their imaginations, right? Right. So they always kind of want to share a story in the, like, the biggest, grandest way. Right. So what Skyler will do, and I guess the other girls do sometimes, is she'll like hear a song on the radio and she'll say, I know this song. I heard this song in my dance class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she didn't, mm-hmm. meaning that I, I'm not saying I call her out She's on that. She's trying to fit in, She's maybe? She's trying to, well, and she wants people to know she likes this song. And this is why. And this is why. And sometimes maybe it is in her dance class, but a lot of times it's like a song that no way it was in her dance class. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And, and I'll say, oh, that's great. And so really she's trying to communicate her her likes and, and have validity with it. Right. She wants it to be valid. She wants people Instead to hear Instead of her, her just saying... Instead of her just saying, I like this song because... It's, it's easier for a five-year-old brain to say, I like the song and this is why. And this is why and come up with a creative right. whatever. So she had brushed her teeth and maybe her little creative story, imagination story was, I snuck up and I brushed my teeth so you don't have to worry about it Mm. anymore. And you were very logical about it and literal. Shocking. Shocking. And not harmful because you you were like, that didn't happen. Right. But in her world, she was like, I did brush my teeth. Well, and maybe because I said, don't lie to me, like I completely flustered her her and Mm -hmm. shut her down. And she couldn't, you know, her five-year-old brain, she couldn't say actually dad mom or maybe because she said it the way she said it she thought that she was lying yeah who knows we don't know what we she don't was know. thinking yeah, I don't and, know and it's it. like okay if we were to go back and do that differently you know how could that be done i, I would say <laughs> i don't know i guess i would say so you haven't brushed your teeth at all today instead i said you lied to you me. lied to me mm-hmm. and i jumped the gun right that's exactly what i did you went on the the facts mm-hmm. which are facts are are not bad meaning you went on i was upstairs i didn't see you the words you said are not correct therefore you didn't brush your teeth right. to questioning and listening right. which is you know so um so you snuck upstairs now wait a second did you brush your teeth earlier did you right. do it with mom like asking the questions right. and sometimes you know a lot of parents will say i'm in too much of a hurry to have those conversations right. all the time um, that may be tr- be true, but you know these are these are the learning experiences that we have as parents. So fast forward to the end of the story. I picked her up from school that day, and I said, "I need to apologize to you because you told I told you not to lie to me because you said that you brush your teeth, and it sounds like you did that with Mama." Mm-hmm. And I was like ready to get into this big good discussion with her. She's like, "Okay," like she had it's it was ancient mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. She had forgotten, but I at least apologized for calling her a liar because she didn't lie. She just kind of massaged how she brushed her how teeth. How she explained it to you. And here's the thing that I will say about what you just said. It's ancient history. I just had a retreat last weekend, and a lot of the women were saying, um, well, should I bring up an old issue with my children? Because they've forgotten about it already. And here's the thing. I believe that there's more than just our words and our reactions. I believe there's an energy in, in how we're... Um, 
communicating with our children and vice versa. And that she may not have then said, oh, thank you, Daddy, for noticing that. Yes, I was very upset about it too. We make an assumption because they have no response that it's ancient history. But I believe she takes that mm, in. Okay. I believe she feels Daddy's saying he made a mistake and he's sorry. And and that's that sets a tone for your relationship. Right. Does she need to say, oh, thank you so much right. for you to know? No, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it is quite possible that she did... Um, incorporated. There's right. another word I'm looking for, but I can't think of it. Um, she owned it or whatever. But Well, and here's the thing is, would she have been damaged for life if you hadn't? No. Made the, no. It's the little things, it's, But it's the little things. Every time we do a little thing like that, it shapes our relationships. It, it shapes our trust. It shapes how we feel about ourselves. Because mm. if you wouldn't have gone back, mm. you may have tried to make up for it a different way. Right. Like, oh, let me take you to ice cream. Right. Like you don't and have not the, even brought it up. Not, you, ta- you don't have the guts to bring up the real issue, and mm. you try and override it with, like, gifts and mm. stuff like that. So many parents do Well, that. and I really try to make sure that these kids know because I just remember when I was a little kid and we talked talked about this on the show that you you think your parents are perfect right. as little kids and I think that's very natural. I want them to make sure that they know that daddy makes this mistake every day. And that you're thoughtful about it. Mm-hmm. And not a mistake like you're a bumbling idiot. Right. But mistakes well, like... I, <laughs> I don't think you are. But mistake like you, when something happens, you do your best to make amends. Right. And that's life. That's right. the that's the fluidity of life is you're challenged. You may make a mistake. You make amends. Then you go... That's what we do. Right. There's no age limit to making mistakes. Right. And the the more we think that we're not supposed to, but see, many of us were kind of, I'm going to say quotes, damaged or harmed as children when we made mistakes, and so we're afraid to do it. Right. Mistakes are how you learn. That's the best way to learn. So we got to, there's got to be a paradigm shift on mistakes. So we um, should talk about family yoga. Okay, Family Yoga this Friday, uh, November 9th. It's at 6.30 at the Daily Method in Elmhurst. We're going to focus on gratitude. It's going to be really warm and fuzzy and good. So, you know, come with your family. You need no experience in yoga. It's really kid-centric, and but we really incorporate you for the connection, mm-hmm. uh, you meaning the adults, so you can really enjoy that time with your child. And like I said, it, you know, it can really set the tone for this whole month mm-hmm. about gratitude. So 6.30, Daily Method this Friday. Um, tournament of bad? I don't have any. Um, I do. Okay, um, quick one though, because it's time. Your time. Okay, I have something in my eye. That's why I want to go. Is it an eyeball? Well, no, but it's like an eyelash. You want to terminate wanna... the show simply to get something out of <laughs> your eyeball? It hurts. Um, <laughs> my turn in bad is calling both you and I out on our inability to complete the laundry cycle. Oh my God, it's the worst. Gosh, it's the worst. I'm trying. Like to... I'm pretty bad. Like I'll like wash something and forget about it for two days. I know. Um, the pu- why is putting away that by far the hardest thing for us to handle? It takes time, and it's like it's like a process. Because I can do. I'm pretty good about finishing. I used to just leave it in the washing machine mm. when it was in the basement. Yeah. Now that we've got it upstairs, I I usually put it in the dryer. Sometimes I get it out of the basket. I'm even pretty good about folding. Mm. Sometimes I I I have a lot to learn in all these areas. But it's the putting it in their room. It's so... What's the word? Tedious. Monotonous, tedious. It takes forever. See, you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this because I haven't done laundry much at all in the last few months. But I actually love laundry because it's a very TV-oriented thing. Folding's great. Yeah. And, you know, it takes two seconds to put something in a washer. Like, like, Laundry's if there, great. If there's ever tasks to be done, laundry is one of the easier ones. Right. But the putting away part drives me Me too. And long. sometimes we have a basket sitting at the top of the stairs. That's, what brought, that's why I want to bring it up because we have had a blue basket... At the top of our stairs. I cleaned it out though this weekend. Nice job. Thank but you. how many how many days did, was that sitting? Too on the top? many. Honestly, Todd, it was a different basket 
And then I cleaned that one out, and then another basket went in really? its place because it was the white basket that was the sitting there. The blue one is what I'm talking about. Right, and that's been There was sitting. a blue one that was sitting there for four days, and I would guess that you and I walked past that basket probably about 150 right. times We in those feel four like days. we don't have the time for it, and really that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, Does and anybody else have problems putting away laundry, or is that just us? I, I think that the whole process can really I'm gonna uh, post a poll. challenge many. Hardest part about laundry, washing folding, drying, or putting, putting away. away. I bet putting away wins. Oh, and should we talk about the poll that I did last week of Three Musketeers versus Snickers? No, I think we should just close the I show. I posted a full <laughs> poll for who, which is the better candy bar, Three, Muske- Three Musketeers or stick Snickers. Oh my gosh, can you say those words? Can you say those words? <laughs> and it was what, like 25, it was like you won. 99 to 1. You won. Yeah, only a few people like Three Musketeers and those people are nuts. There are three people who liked it. One of them was a little girl. And... Um, and well, that's she's okay. a sweetheart, but all the adults have no idea what they're doing. But I will say that I like it, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is, uh, we'll see you all next week. We'll see you, talk to you all next week. Have a great um, week. week. <laughs> <laughs>